Welcome to Success Grid, the place for sharing entrepreneurial stories, knowledge, and wisdom to educate and inspire you to always strive to raise your standards in your business and your life. With your host, Hussein Talib. Hey, Success Grid Insiders, and thank you for joining me for another episode of the Success Grid Podcast where I have inspiring interviews with entrepreneurs, business owners, coaches, and authors. Are you on the mailing list? If not, you are missing your chance to win a success secret t-shirt that I give to one lucky subscriber every Saturday. If you like to take your chance in winning the free t-shirt, go to successsecret.net or successsecret.com to join Great Insiders. If you enjoy this free podcast, please show your support by heading to successsecret.com or successsecret.net and click on podcast at the top of the page. And don't listen on Apple Podcasts where you can leave a rating and review. And to show my appreciation for your hopefully 5 star rating and review, I will give you a shout out at the start of the upcoming episode to tell the world how amazing you are. Now, prepare to raise your standards. I am really excited for this episode. I have with me Jennifer Helen. She's an international expert in health and a serial entrepreneur. She has been deeply immersed in cutting-edge nutrition, fitness, and spiritual thought leadership. So, Jennifer, are you ready to enter the grid? Yes, I'm ready. Awesome. So, tell me a little bit more about yourself, your childhood, and what you do now. Oh, well, I um, I entered the grid, so now I'm officially in. Okay. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> awesome. And, you know, I love that it's called the success, you know, the success grid, because yeah, I think cool. that um, my childhood is a reflection of uh, what led me to be successful you know like all of our stories can either make or break us and i was a very sick child and i think that from for most people they don't get sick until they're much older so that they, they kind of take mm-hmm. their health for granted and at, at like age seven that something was wrong you know they didn't know what, what it was it took them actually almost a year to figure out what was wrong and they thought i had leukemia which is pretty scary like yeah that is seven scary. years old yeah, like going in the, the children's oncology department and trying to figure out what was wrong and why was my white blood cell count so high. And um, come to find out after the bone marrow biopsy, which took a long time for them to even do that, um, they realized I didn't have leukemia. I had some oh, rare great. bone infection. So I was in with yeah. intravenous antibiotics for a year. And I was basically the whole thing was laid me up in a wheelchair. For like wow. three years. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was intense. <laughs> the <Yeah>. whole journey. <laughs> Very intense. Um, yeah. yeah. And so most now that I have a daughter, I, I see I saw at age seven, she was like totally like into her body and she was running and playing and finding all these cool things about herself. And I, I didn't mm. actually have that. Yeah. Um and so I had a lot of problems with my health as a result of the high dosage of antibiotics, like acute health problems that Western medicine actually didn't have solutions for. And so what happened as, as, as a result of this episode in my early childhood was that I, I, I had to seek answers outside of what Western medicine had to offer me. And oh, I ended up yeah. studying food as medicine internationally. Um, I became a Ford model, which was totally unexpected. And I um, 
had to find these solutions myself and they had to be holistic solutions like yeah. you know, irritable bowel syndrome, skin problems. Like I had a lot of these issues that just Western medicine had failed me time and time and time, time and time again. And I exhausted all options that I had with Western medicine. And I found long-term solutions that completely changed the way I felt, the way I thought, the way I interacted with the world. And it was profound. And then the more I studied, the more I wanted to study. And even today, 30 years later, <laughs> I, um, not 30 years later from my, my episode, cause I'm older than that, of course, <laughs> but, um, but I, you know, I've really been studying for, for 30 years. So and, yeah, you talked about uh, away from Western medicine. What's what what medicine did you look up into? Yeah, I went to this doctor. I was on location in Germany and yeah. uh, desperately seeking solutions. And I, he said to me, um, "You need to clean your blood." And I was like, "What? Oh, what? How blood. does that? How does that happen?" Exactly. It was so strange. I, yeah. I didn't understand. So that really made me curious. And so I took herbs, and I took, um, and I went to you know cleaner eating, and I eliminated some foods, and um, stopped eating dairy and sugar and uh, gluten, and I you know I really started to try to. Uh, you know, troubleshoot and guess at what was going to help me. And so um, they're holistic solutions, solutions that grandmothers have been using on their grandkids their whole lives, you know, using herbs from the mountains, um, exactly. using, you know, vegetables yeah. from the garden. Yeah. And it didn't matter which culture I was in. All the grandmothers were using similar methodologies to heal yeah. their grandkids and their kids. Yeah. And so I lived in Europe for 10 years. I traveled all over the world. I was in the fashion industry. I'm a serial entrepreneur. And now in the last 10 years, I've been really focused, hyper-focused on getting this message out to the world around holistic healing solutions cool. that are really practical and are different than what is happening in the mainstream. And so the faster we live and the more we want to, we want to perform and the more we want to consume, not only of media and content and information, um, the further away we get from nature. And what yeah. I realized is that following the natural law is the most powerful medicine because yeah. one of my, one of the, the ways I think I've become successful in my work as well as in my health is by, by following my practice. So whatever I'm practicing, I'm succeeding at. Cool. Um, yeah. And so I practice, if I'm practicing positive thinking, I'm succeeding at that. If I'm practicing negative thinking, I'm succeeding at that. Cool. So my saying is always your daily practice is your strongest medicine. Exactly. And if you're sitting all day, you know, breathing stale air, that's your practice and that's the result you're getting. And yeah. if you're active and moving, that's the result you're getting. If you're moving too much and injuring yourself, that's also the result you're getting. <laughs> so, you know, we have to really be honest with ourselves about what we're practicing. You know, if you're yeah. in a dysfunctional relationship, you know, what role are you playing in that relationship, mm -hmm. whether it's yeah. a romantic relationship or a business relationship, you know, mm -hmm. so it's, it's a really interesting study and I've developed methodologies. Um, around that, I've built online programs. I have thousands of yeah. students in over 60 countries. Cool. And, and so I'm really committed to, to this mission awesome. because our health is the most important thing. Exactly. Without it, we can't be... A, uh, Jim Ron used to say, if you neglect your health, you will neglect your wealth. Ah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. so uh, speaking of herbs and stuff like that, when uh, my, for example, <laughs> when my stomach hurts, 
my grandmother used to tell me drink uh, green tea or drink chamomile or drink something like this i said no no i'll be fine and, and but she she was right a lot of uh, these herbs are really good for uh, especially now in covid uh, situation we started a lot of these things got into in, in it and into the way that you should drink more natural herbs and stuff like that exactly absolutely yeah yeah exactly yeah. So, all day long exactly so 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 they say if nothing changes if if nothing will change nothing if sorry if no if nothing nothing will change if nothing th- changes right so what is change what mm. what is change in general because to us to us all change is different right what is change to you or to to the woman you 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 you, you talk to I love that. I love the quote, you know, if nothing changes, nothing changes. And, um, and I think that's why it's really important for all of us listening to this and and in this conversation today, we have to be aware of what needs changing. Um, and you can't assess the change that needs to happen until you get honest with yourself. Usually life will show you what needs to change. Like you'll get a disease or you'll have diabetes or you'll get cancer. And then like life demands it from you or you'll have financial ruin or your company will, will not succeed. And then it's like, oh, you have to pay attention to that. But I like the preventative model because it's just smarter. You know, like you, you can prevent those massive life changing tragedies from occurring if you can just be honest with yourself today. It's hard to be honest with yourself. And usually the people in your life can see it more clearly than you can, the people around you. And for me, I had to change my relationship with food. I had to change um, my expectation that somebody else had the answers and that I, that I didn't. Uh, I didn't know where to find the answers. And so it took me a lot of research, a lot of time, a lot of money in developing myself um, and educating myself on and trying, making myself the test subject to see, okay, this works, this doesn't work. Like I've tried every diet under the sun. I, wow. And I can say for a fact, you know, the, paleo the, and- The health industry is all over the place. Like there is <laughs> there is like a million kind of diets. I know, it's unreal, um, but it's real. And, um, and I think everyone should try and see what works for them. But I have uh, some insight now into biology and physiology and chemistry that um, not only gives me personal proof from my own body and what I feel, but also from you know science and what science was telling us. And the pieces are starting to come together in a way that's really powerful. And I can say that I think eating more plants is definitely going to get everyone healthier. That's a yeah. really simple takeaway for everybody who's on this <laughs> podcast right now is that you can eat more plants and no one can dispute that. No research, nobody. Yeah. I mean, some people might say these plants are better than those plants. Okay. But eating plants in season, best way to go. Yeah, exactly. So, Fruits and vegetables. <laughs> yeah. It's really simple. Eat more yeah, of them. Yeah. Uh, apples are good for you. Don't say that like, the, uh, the doctors always recommend to eat an apple a day. They keep right. the doctor away. Uh, That's right. This is this is everywhere. <laughs> totally. You can't dispute it. So that's one thing that can change, right? You can eat less dairy, eat less um, pastries or bread or pasta or pizza, eat more vegetables, you know, eat more tomatoes, eat more lemons, eat more, you know, or, you know, apricots, whatever's in season. Yeah. I'm just staring at my yeah. apricots. Oh, artichokes are growing out of my window here. So I, 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 you know, artichokes. 
So mm. I, I like to drink to drink anything that's uh, like lemon or grapefruit. They, they, they taste really good. Mm. Yeah. So th- this this change ca- can it be sustainable? Can it be continuous for uh, sure. for, for for any person? It's a really good question, and I think that's up to us. Yeah. That is our choice, and we are at choice. And whatever we're choosing is powerful, right? Again, back to whatever you're choosing, whatever you're practicing is your strongest medicine. So it's up to us whether or not it's sustainable. And I think that in that prevention model that I just spoke about, it's important that it it is sustainable because if you're, if you're yo-yoing with your commitment around your health, you're going to yo-yo around your commitment with your business, your finances, your parenting, your relationships. I mean, it's never isolated to just your food or your finances or your business. If you're like, you know, playing games and trying to negotiate with your health, you're doing the same thing in your relationships and in your business and in your finances. And we're all doing it. I'm not going to say I'm not doing it because we all are doing it. But at some point, you know, like a, a kid, I don't know about you. I mean, my daughter, she's like, she's negotiating with me all the time. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, like <laughs> I'll do this if you do that. Or how much you're going to, you know, no, no, no. it's yeah, like constant. Kid, kids know that they are smarter than we used to be. When I was a kid, I, I, think I, so. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't that demanding, I guess. I, I wasn't demanding <laughs> at all. I didn't demand anything from my parents at all. <laughs> Nowadays they are all, one, I want this new phone. I want this new toy. I want this, I want this, I want more allowance. I want, they yeah. are so demanding. But we're doing the same things with ourselves. We have that inner adolescent that's saying, you know, oh, I want ice cream. Oh, I want this. You know, can I have that? You know, and it's like you can't outrun it just, your fork. It is just another slice of pizza, for example. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I think we have to draw the boundaries within ourselves to make it sustainable. We have to mm-hmm. come to some conclusions on what we're committed to, and we have to be clear about what it is we want to create. Yeah, exactly. And and not be a victim of our circumstances. Some people say, "Oh, well, I can't stop eating junk food because there's junk food in the house. My husband wants it. My kids want it." Uh. Uh-uh. That's an excuse. No, like you have to commit to something and you have to follow through. And it's not only about food. I mean, what I realized is the magical formula is made up of three pillars. It's food, fitness, and mindset. You know, you, you, you have to eat right, you know, lots of fruits and vegetables, not too much food, not too much fat, like moderation. You have to move your body. You've got to, but you can't move your body and expect to negotiate and say, okay, I can eat more, way more. And and out and exercise it off. I mean, you can yeah. do that, but it, you're going to hurt yourself, and it's not really going to work long term. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people you can't do, do that. It. So, and if you're yeah, if you're eating great. greens all day and you're feeling <laughs> guilty, that's not going to work either. So you've got to have the good mindset, the positive commitment. Exactly. You got to have that understanding and honesty. You've got to move your body, and you've got to eat right. You know, yeah, and I think definitely. everyone knows what that is. You uh, know, uh, speaking of change. There's comfort zone connected to it because we all, totally. we all, we are all in this circle that we don't want to jump out of it. So, what is comfort zone have to do with it? What do you think of comfort zone? Well, and how, and how, and, and how we can break from it? Yeah, I love it. That's such a great conversation. I mean, there's always going to be things that are inside of our comfort zone and outside of our comfort zone. And I think for me and my work with my clients, and the methodologies that I build, we have to be able to figure out what are the edges of the comfort zone, 
right? Okay. Like there are some things that are that are like right at the edge of the comfort zone. So how do I relate to getting out of my comfort zone? For me, it's thrilling. For some people, it's terrifying. So I think mm-hmm. first understanding, okay, I've got a comfort zone. What's in it? What's out of it? And like some things are out of it. Like I'm not really comfortable skydiving, right? Yeah. That's out of it. But that's not really that important to me either. <laughs> exactly. So it used to be that even posting on Facebook was out of my comfort zone. Really? But that, that was something that, yeah, that was something that um, I felt like I want that in my comfort zone because that's not actually working for me. That's working against me. And I realized that was something that I could be vulnerable and post and, and I can I can figure that out. You know, like I felt like that would be beneficial to me. Whereas skydiving, I was okay to kind of leave that out of my comfort zone. So I think it's important to realize what it feels like to relate to being out of your comfort zone. What's that word? For me, it's thrilling. Right. For some people. So, yeah. So I, I know that when I feel a little thrilled, I'm kind of expanding my comfort zone a little wider, you know, and some people might feel terror. Some people might feel um, avoidant. Some people might feel ambiguous. Like, so there's, to find your word, whatever that word is, how you relate to getting outside your comfort zone, what it feels like to be there. Just so you know, when you're, when you're touching that point. And then that, that's what expansion feels like. That's what ex- expanding yeah. the comfort zone feels exactly. like. So people, people can relate to it more so, honestly. So, and so then, you would expand your comfort zone. It becomes bigger and bigger with time. If I'm not expanding my comfort zone every day, I'm not actually growing. That's exactly. my, that's, that's my motto. And so I have to get in my comfort zone in my physical fitness. I have to get in my comfort zone in my, in my food. More or less, um, I have to get. I have to push my comfort zone in my intimacy with my romantic relationship. I've got to push out of my comfort zone in my in my ability to accept in, in my parenting and let go because my daughter's a teenager now. <laughs> so that's my edge. So it's like, yeah. what's your edge inside your comfort zone, and what is required? What are the ingredients required for you to kind of keep pushing and expanding mm-hmm. that comfort zone? Not mm-hmm. from a place of like I'm not enough, but from like I want to grow. Exactly. And who am I growing into? And how am I going to get there? And um, I love that you brought up comfort zone because it's real. Like I'm comfortable, you know, eating what I eat. I don't want to try anything new. Well, too bad. Well, I, I have these artichokes on my countertop just to, uh, just to cross you, the room. You seem to love artichokes pretty much. I know. I'm like, I can't. I have like, I have like 50 <laughs> artichokes outside. So I got to eat them every day. And it's like, well, I don't really want to eat them with the, with the butter. Right. So what's it like for me to just eat them plain, you know? Yeah. Or for me to do something different with it. So it's like, that's even out of my comfort zone, right? Yeah. Doing something different with your diet. Mm. If food is such an emotional connection, yeah. like people who want to, who want to reduce or eliminate coffee, that is uncomfortable. You know, <laughs> yeah. what am I going to drink? You know, <laughs> if I'm not going to have a sandwich for lunch, you know, what on earth am I going to eat? That's not comfortable, you know? So it's constantly like getting creative and curious about what your options are to keep growing and expanding exactly. outside of your comfort so, zone. So we have this comfort zone, but why do some people choose to stay in it, to limit themselves mm. in the comfort zone? Why don't they try, like you said, maybe skydiving or bungee jumping is too much. But <laughs> yeah. I, I may, I maybe they thought they will crash into earth or something. Like that, but <laughs> That's what it feels like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but yeah. Actually, I had an uncle who was in military and he was skydiving all the time. He t- I told him I will never do that. I will never, ever do skydiving. Maybe the parachute won't open. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, they, they, yeah, yeah, this is, this, but why do some people keep themselves in the comfort zone? Never try something even just a little bit more 
outrageous. I think that fear is yeah. definitely that. I think discomfort is in and of itself not pleasant. So nobody wants to be uncomfortable. I think we also surround ourselves with people who are really not committed to getting uncomfortable. And, and it, it can be confront it can be a real problem in a relationship. And I, I, I coach women and men around this all the time. When the man is growing and then the woman's like left behind or vice versa, the woman's yeah. growing and the man is kind of left behind and then the relationship falls apart. There are a lot of consequences yeah, that, to getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's also that people are, and this is going to sound kind of not nice, but people are comfortable and okay with mediocrity. And I actually yeah. have a kind of envy for those people. I'm like, oh, they're okay just being like that. Like that, that's mm -hmm. I, like they're happy and peaceful and um, they're okay with it. Yeah, and it's like, the... I can't relate to that Yeah, actually. Exactly. And, and I can't, and, and I don't want to say mediocrity as if it was something that's bad. It's just, I can't relate to it. But I see when I go out in the world, a lot of people just totally fine with their mediocrity. I, it's I as can, if they're, they're wearing blinders and they can't see, you yes, know, I mean, past. I, I tell you why. Maybe maybe some of them, not uh, not, not religious, maybe religious views or something like it's uh, in life, God made some things for them and that's it. Yeah. Uh, this this is what maybe seeing, but actually like actually if you read if you read even religious books, you see that the creator okay uh, enforce us to look beyond and work for more and in every religion more. absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely but, uh, that's but, true. Some, but some people like they said they have this and they are like that. There is no. I really like what you said, Hasi. It's really really beautiful actually because i think god also wants us to be happy yeah and god puts a longing in our hearts for something right and mm. in every human being no matter what race religion creed culture we all have this human longing in our hearts and it's not so much the longing for more it's the longing for satisfaction it's a longing for delight it's a longing for freedom it's a longing for health that's our birthright yeah and we long for love and to be loved. And mm. all of those things require us oftentimes to get out of our comfort zone. So, okay, let me ask you how we can see those, what is blocking us and how to stop it. <laughs> I love it. It goes back to that radical honesty. And again, that prevention model that I mentioned, because mm. like life will show you at some point. I guarantee it. I haven't met a person yet who hasn't had some kind of major life crisis that hasn't made them Shifted, look at their life. Yeah, yeah. Oh my, yeah. Like it is shocking. Like it's like you, you know, God will, or whomever is going to say, you got to look at this and you got to look at it now. And it's like, ah. <laughs> so either you do it preventatively or you do it as a reaction to some circumstance that popped up that's unavoidable, right? Like yeah. financial destruction or you know, whatever. I mean, God also yeah. makes the, the, the tornadoes and floods and, and yeah. hurricanes and tsunamis, you know, it's like, it's going to happen no matter what, like either you're on board ahead of time and ready for it and resilient. Yeah. Um, and so how do you find them? If you're not, if you're not going to wait for, for it to happen as some kind of crisis, you've got to look. And usually it's like an area that isn't what I call resonant. It's yeah. an area that doesn't 
It's like, you know, when your shoes fit, like you're not thinking about your foot when your shoes fit really well. It's like you, your shoes fit, like you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> but like, let's say you get a hole in your sole or your shoe starts to get too tight because you're, I don't know, inflamed or something. You start to, like, oh, that's not comfortable. You got a cut on your foot. You know, it's like there's some kind of discomfort somewhere in your life, in a relationship, in your health, um, in, in your, your parenting, in, in your job in your work, there's some discomfort. And that's usually where it pops up. It can be small, medium, big, but that's usually how you find out where you need to do your work. So you you were talking about discomfort. Uh, you mentioned positive discomfort and injurious comfort, con discomfort. Uh, what are those two exactly? Well, when I'm exercising, I'm let's say I'm doing push-ups. You know, and like you start to feel that burn and you're like, oh, that's, that's intense. Like, wow, that, that hurts. You know, you're like, you're starting to burn on your shoulders or wherever. And then you're like, that's a good discomfort because that's actually what it feels like to get stronger. Yeah. And it's no different in like your emotional realm or your spiritual realm. It's the same kind of discomfort, but it's really this, it's really good to like, you feel it. You're like, oh, that's straight. Now, if you do too many push-ups, what's going to happen? You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to get a shoulder problem or you're going to have really sore muscles. You want a little bit of a sore muscle, right? But yeah. you're, you're, like, you know, when you overdid it, you know, yeah. you did too many push-ups or pull-ups, <laughs> you know it. And that's, that's when you're going on to injury. And that's when you got too greedy or you felt guilty and you needed to overdo because you ate too much the day before or whatever, you know, like, or you're competing because <laughs> you're like, I'm going to do 30 or 50 or 100. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's where, you know, it. so I'm just using that as an example because because like the same thing happens. We have to look at our intention behind, um, behind why we're, we're solving any given problem. Is it to compete with your neighbor? Is it to, um, you know, is it to make more money when actually you have enough already? Is it to, I don't know, th there's all these, there's all these nuances inside of when it's good, when yeah. it's good discomfort or when it's injurious discomfort. Mm. It's yeah. a really good question. Yeah. So you said that we have to be uncomfortable to know that maybe if my muscle hurts a bit, I know it's like getting bigger and it's growing. So getting uncomfortable is the feeling of growth. Uh, it is where we as a human reach the next level, right? I believe that's true. Yeah. That is, that is, that is how we grow. And I, I, again, I want, I, I'm interested in that prevention model. So we're constantly growing and building resilience so that when life's challenges come, if they do, when they do, that we're ready, we're ready to face them head on. Because mm. what often happens is people get taken down, you know, they get depressed, they get addicted to drugs, they, they, you know, they lose their health because they're just, they, they just get decimated by life because life is hard. Oh, yeah. And if, at least if you've got your health, you know, and you've got your head and your wits about you, you know, you can navigate. Exactly. And that's what I call emotional stamina. And it's something yeah. that I'm actually really interested in these days is how do you develop yeah. emotional stamina? And uh, it's tricky. That's cool. Uh, emotional stamina. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting um, because we have to be we have to be agile and we have to learn that resilience um, because, you know, it's going to come. We have anxiety. We have um worry you know we have um sometimes we get frustrated i don't know about you sometimes i get frustrated <laughs> things aren't sometimes, happening yeah, well, we, we are human sometimes we get to a place where 
I'm not doing this chore anymore or I'm not doing this thing anymore because it feels uncomfortable. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> such yeah. a brain twister yeah. totally yeah. um but we have to become resilient inside of that mm. so that we have to create a kind of stamina um because like look, i know for a fact that if we keep shoving our frustration and our anger and our upset if we keep shoving it down it's going to develop into some kind of disease that is a fact there's a whole field of science called psycho neuroimmunology that is showing that is a fact yeah. and the more we can move that energy the better it's going to be because I believe emotions are just energy in motion. And if we mm. don't do something with it, that's productive, mm. then it's going to cause a lot of mess. Exactly. Like let's say an unproductive way of expressing an emotion is like passive aggressive. Like if I smear it at you, like, Oh, why are you saying this? And why did you say that? And what are you doing? And <laughs> yeah. it's not about them, right? It's, it's always about, you. about us. You, yeah. And so we have to be productive about how we're processing our emotion. And we have to be honest because most people just say, oh, I shouldn't be angry. I got to be zen. I shouldn't be A little bit frustrated. of meditation, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that that might work, but I believe we have to we have to move it with our yeah. breath, with yeah. our with our body movements. We have to be able to move it, feel it totally, and then yeah. move it. But don't we can't be smearing it on other yeah. people. That's yeah. like that's dangerous. Yeah, cool. But what so, we do? So so. This is uh, what do you think about health for entrepreneurs? <laughs> Because you know people people who think about a project or starting a business or whatever, they always maybe focus on the business or something like that and forget and neglect their their, their health. So that always how, happens. Yeah. Yeah, I have this business breakthrough program that I'm launching in a, in a couple of weeks and it's, I'm really excited about it because it's all about this. It's like you can have it all, but you've got to be really intentional about how you spend your time mm -hmm. because you can start a business and you want to give all of yourself to it. I get that, but you're not going to be able to give everything you've got unless you're taking care of your health. Bottom line, mm -hmm. you, it doesn't mean you need to spend four hours a day meditating and exercising and cooking. But it does mean that you need to, um, at the bare minimum, move your body 20 yeah. to 30 minutes a day. You've got yeah. to, at a bare minimum, eat clean food that's going to keep your head clear to get rid of the chemicals in your life. Yeah. Um, get rid of the, um, you know, the, the, the crap that's not giving you vitality. I mean, you know, yeah. really, really got to tighten a, a lot up. of sugar, a lot of sugar uh, that's doing uh, that to us. A lot of sugar, not good, not good. Not oh. good. No, you don't get <laughs> yeah. your energy from, no. from sugar folks. <laughs> no, yeah. no. It yeah. actually leads you into an addictive cycle that totally impairs your immune response. It totally impacts your energy stability, your ability to have that emotional stamina. Yeah. Sugar is going to derail you every single time. Alcohol is sugar. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, um, pasta, pizza, white flour is sugar. Like you the, getting off the sugar train is one of the best things anybody can do for their lives, their immune yeah. system, their vitality, their health, their beauty. <laughs> I mean, I can go on and on. Well, There's uh, really the, no value. The, the important thing, true. the important thing is beauty for you. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's important. <laughs> but yeah, the, the quality of but really when you, when when men and women are interviewed, men definitely think of course beauty is important, but it's not actually the most important thing. Yeah. It's not actually the most important thing. And it's, I was shocked. It's the first that, impression is only the first only the first impression. That's but what comes after that? 
it's the beauty that comes from within. It's yeah. this, this energy here. And if I'm on a roller coaster emotionally, it's going to be really a Tough. turn off. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, this girl yeah. is like, she's yeah. pretty on oh. her face, but yeah, whoa. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, and the sugar, the sugar contributes to that roller coaster, right? So you want to have that stable blood sugar so you can manage all the stuff that's getting thrown at you all day long. I mean, I don't yeah. know about you, but life is full. It's really yeah, busy. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, gosh, and it doesn't get any, it's unrelenting. It's unrelenting. Mm. So you've got to be able to manage yourself and definitely Mm. eradicating sugar from your life is a great first step on just Mm. clarifying your mind so you can even know what's going on because we get overwhelmed. So let me ask you, what are the three keys to achieving optimal health? You, 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 I think you answered that in, in your talk, but let's put them in three points. Food. Get your food straight. Yeah. So get rid of the chemicals, get rid of the sugar, get rid or reduce the alcohol, you know, reduce the nicotine, you know, just make sure that your food is clean. Eat food from its source as close to its source. Like, so that means if I'm going to eat um, a potato, I'm going to eat the, the the whole potato, not the flour from the potato, the rice, the whole rice, not the flour from the rice. Right. So that's food from its source. First thing. Second thing is movement. We've got to move our bodies. We've got to get outdoors if you can exercise Mm -hmm. on a treadmill, on the park, in the park, you know, whatever, on a track, whatever you can do, run, jump. It doesn't have to be fancy. Don't need a gym membership. You just got to move your body. Do some push-ups, do some sit-ups, play with your kids, dance around the living room, whatever it is. Move. Park from the grocery store, maybe in the furthest parking spot away to get a little bit of a walk. Five minutes, five minutes, ten minutes. Yeah. Take, well, I think, yeah. I mean, take the steps sometimes instead of the elevator, whatever you can do. Get your heart rate up, get your blood moving, get the oxygen flowing. Exercise is by far, I think, the most important thing. Mm. And if you're not exercising, you're actually having a slow death like your your capillary density is being compromised your brain functioning is being compromised compromised your cellular reproduction is being compromised you can't detox your body you've got to exercise human beings were meant to exercise exactly walking is great i mean doesn't have to get complicated i mean of course you can make it complicated (laughs) but don't don't like really just got to move your body that's essential every single day i mean some people would say okay take one day off but every day do something Please. At least I would I would personally recommend at least three day, three days a week at least at least at least at, least. at, at least. a yeah. bare minimum yeah. um and that will kind of keep you a status quo but if you want to like be growing you gotta be challenging yourself every day yeah. in some way so yeah, if you're exactly. doing ten minutes a day do twelve you know next week do fifteen so yeah. and just constantly be growing in that Please, way yes. change it up and then um the third thing is mindset. You have to do an inventory of what you're thinking and how you're being and i know that's incorrect english but like how are you being if you're being manic about you know your physical fitness and your nutrition that's not okay right you gotta like you gotta check yourself you gotta you gotta really inventory like how happy am i how satisfied am i in all of these areas of my life in my work in my finances in my parenting, in my romantic relationship, in my family relationship. So you've got to really 
figure it out in my spirituality, in my intellectual growth. You've got to really do an inventory and figure out all these areas that make up your life. How, how satisfied are you? And then what areas do you need to, to adjust and fine tune so that you can grow and become happier and healthier and, and, and more whole? So, so the mind and the body. Yeah. What's, the, what's the connection between these two? I think it's right here. <laughs> 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 no, but it's so perfectly designed, right? And it is right here. Right? This is the connection. And what happens here? We take food in and we take breath in. Yeah. Right. We take our breath in, and and yeah. and, and and I heard something the other day that I just loved. Just the breath only knows the present moment. Yeah. The breath only knows the present moment. So the best way to connect your mind to your body is through your breath. Exactly. And so I believe that anytime you're facing difficulty, anytime there's a behavior that you want to change that you know is negatively impacting your life, you have to breathe. You got to lean into it and you got to breathe through it. You can't go around it. You can't go underneath of it. You can't go above it or you can't bypass it. You've got to go through it. And it's this breath. That will, that will take you there mm-hmm. every single time. It controls your nervous system. It controls everything in your body. Without it, we die like really quickly. You know, it's like, you know, it, 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 we need it. It is our life force. And so mm-hmm. I, I believe our breath is the most powerful tool that is underused. It's under, it's not a, a fad, you know, it's not, it's not in fashion, right? But it is the number one tool. Exactly. So how can we gain clarity of mind? This, how, how we can go into this direct path instead of just zigzagging? Well, we have to first get a harness our mind. And that, the first step I find is eliminating the stimulants in our diet. Mm. So we've got to get rid of flour and sugar and nicotine, caffeine, right? These are Mm. stimulants that are impacting our brain. And that is something that helps us to harness our mind. And then that with, with the breath, like the breath will actually help to calm the mind. There are practices um, throughout time that have shown Buddhist practices, Vedic practices, all, all all cultures at some point have come to this. this, this breath will shift the nervous system so that we can have clarity of mind. So slowing down the breathing, coming more into the present moment, um, but also being honest with ourselves and and making sure that our minds are on target and that that we're able to really be honest with ourselves. And you have to take some distance from from this. You've got to be able to look at yourself from perspective. You've got to kind of try to put yourself outside of yourself in order to see yourself clearly. And that that's a practice, but that's the mm-hmm. first step, or those yeah. are the first steps. You know, clarify yeah. the vehicle, meaning proper nutrition, getting rid of the stimulants, getting out of that addictive cycle, using the breath to be present and to be able to see clearly, and then take some distance so you can actually see what's going on in there. Because <laughs> you are not it. You are not your thoughts. Um, they're just doing their own yeah, thing. thing and you yeah. get to uh, you get to parent your thoughts and be like, "Hey, exactly. that thought isn't really serving you anymore. You should probably consider, you know, changing your mindset on that, changing yeah. your perspective, putting a different set of glasses on. You know, look at <laughs> Maybe, life through a different uh, set of glasses. Uh, red glasses, red, uh, red frames, or blue frames, or green frames. You can change <laughs> that. Yeah. So uh, let me let me ask you, what can you explain equanimity? What is equanimity? 
Uh, equanimity. Um, that's a really good question. For me, equanimity is when um, all is well. It's yeah. a really good word. It's such a beautiful word. It means like when yeah. things are kind of in flow, when I, things are balanced, mm-hmm. when then that, that's also in the body, homostatus, right? When we have equanimity in the body, we don't have disease. We don't have imbalance. We have equanimity. When we have equanimity in our finances, money is flowing. It's going out. It's coming in. There's equanimity. In our businesses, when there's equanimity, we have um, you know, win-win situations where our clients are winning and we are winning. And humanity, hopefully, is also winning. Yeah, that yeah, would be my, my, my vision and my wish. You know? yeah. But that, that's, that's, and it's a fantastic word and something that I think no, we all should relate to. Yeah, I loved it. I read it on your uh, whoops. I saw it in your whoops. I was thinking, eh, what is this word? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> okay. yeah. So you have you have the free seven day lifestyle plan and the business breakthrough program. Can you tell us yeah. a little about this? Well, if you guys would like a free gift for listening today, I'd love to offer you a seven day lifestyle plan. You can get it for free on my website, jennifer halinecom and uh, that'll just be a download that gets emailed to you when you enter your name and email. And, and it's going to give you recipes and some new ideas on um, plant-based food, raw food, and uh, it'll be delicious and nutritious. <laughs> and also some tips on, on what you may want to insert into your daily practice, right? Or your daily routine or however you want to look at it. But, you know, some suggestions on when to do what, like start your day with lemon water, you know. Consider some 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 restorative time. Restorative time looks different for everybody, but I made mm. some suggestions, and so that'll be a fun thing uh, to try and to share. Um, and of course, I'm available if you have questions. Please contact me. And um, there's a Facebook group you can join because let's face it, seven days isn't a big time, but it is a big commitment and yes. it's something new, which is uncomfortable. So you might need some help and guidance, and you may have questions. So yeah. feel free to join the Facebook group. There'll be an invitation in the email. Um, And then the Business Breakthrough Program is a much bigger commitment. It's for entrepreneurs who want to take their businesses to the next level. And um, that's a year-long commitment. And so, um, yeah, it's a a big commitment. It is. Yeah, I'm intense. I can't help it. (laughs) You are uh, powerful. Oh, well, thank you. And and, um, if you really want to make big difference in your life and your business, it takes some some support, some accountability. and. it, it takes you need uh, to work with some people yeah yeah exactly so jennifer thank you very much for being here today with the success great podcast i really love this one and <laughs> too. awesome thank you thank you for your questions thank you for your authenticity and thank you for your genuine curiosity thank you thank you <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Success Grid. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you found value in the show, rate and leave a review on iTunes. For more resources, visit successgrid.net. Until next time.